Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast for another week. What a week we've had here in the UK, sweltering under 30 plus degrees temperatures. I have to say, whilst I enjoy the sun and the fact it means you can plan to get out and enjoy the countryside, I have missed my UAE air conditioning this week. The UAE is obviously used to temperatures much higher than we have here in the UK. Indeed, winter days when I was in Abu Dhabi, it could reach 28 to 30 degrees centigrade, and the summer is as high as 50 degrees centigrade in some places. But they have the infrastructure to match. Every office and house has air conditioning, as do all the shops and major buildings. Here in the UK, our hot days are so few and far between. The value for money of adding this top-of-the-range air conditioning when we have so few days just doesn't seem fit. So we have to deal with a few uncomfortable nights until the temperature drops again. I do think you can relate this to recruitment, though. This is the retained in-house or contingent conundrum that we often see with clients. If you're a company that recruits a lot and has a standard stock set of roles, then it means it's worth investing in a good in-house team. They will be well used and will allow you to ensure you keep your business going. This is the UAE air conditioning analogy. You simply know you're going to use it and get your money's worth out of the investment. So that leaves us with retained versus contingent. You don't need that in-house team, that air conditioning for the one week a year that you have that hot spell. So going back to analogy, then the view is, do you buy a focused solution? Let's say a fan or other cooling method to be sure that you get a good night's sleep. Or do you simply deal with it and leave the windows open and hope you can cope with the heat? I suspect, as in recruitment, many of us this week have just gone with it and used the contingent route to solve the heat issue. But there are many I know who've gone out and bought the added solutions. You only have to go and look at any DIY or supermarket to see the number of fans and coolers and see that they've been brought up. The contingent solution works. It gets you through. But by stretching the analogy a bit further, what happens if the heat wave lasts two weeks, three weeks or a month? When would you feel it's worth the money to go out and buy that added solution? Or perhaps if the heat waves become more common? This is the case when we make to our clients when we're trying to ask about retained work. What level of pain are you prepared to accept to fill this role? Contingent solutions are in effect the same as us opening a window in the heatwave. We know that it won't really solve the problem, but if the issue isn't an urgent one, it will probably get the job done. But if the need is great or the timing is crucial, then the value of a focused solution is much, much higher. And what if you need to hire a crucial person for the next stage in the company's growth? Surely then you want to focus on getting that solution right. I think we as consultants need to start discussing these issues with our clients. We are too ready to deliver against an urgent, important need with a non-urgent or non-important solution. We need to be asking more questions, getting to the bottom of the client's issues, getting them to not only understand their issues, but then to suggest solutions to match them. Sure, the client may not agree that a retained solution is the best option, but you're the consultant, you're the expert. If you know it is, based on your market knowledge and knowledge of the client's needs, then I would suggest you've not done enough questioning and not done enough digging with the client. Going back to our stretched analogy, never be afraid to suggest the portable air conditioning unit. It may be that the client thanks you for the long-term value you bring, when those heat waves keep coming round. So moving on from that analogy to our topic one for this week. I was reminded this week of a quote that I love and has resonated with me over the years. The quote is often attributed to Henry Ford, the father of the Ford Motor Company, though I suspect, as with many of these quotes, it has a number of other earlier versions. Henry Ford's version is, if you think you can do a thing or you think you can't, you're right. So if you think you can't do something, then you're going to prove yourself right. And likewise, if you think you can, then you will prove yourself right. Many people over the years have used this as a mantra for the power of positive thinking. Now, I have to say that I'm not a big believer in the positive thinking as a concept. 
the idea by simply thinking positively, you can ensure that all the good things come to you. And then this is backed up in our Instagram world by posts by influencers who spout things like, got up this morning, said my affirmations, and got given a new Ferrari, or how they're now on some tropical beach somewhere. Hmm, yeah, okay. Forgive me if I'm sceptical. Forgive me if I wonder what actually went on to get there, or, the, or if I question whether the car holiday or even the photo are even real. We get fed too much of this plastic positive thinking, the idea by simply dreaming one thing, you can get to the goal we're aiming at. I think if that was the case, we'd have all won the lottery several times over by now. Any amount of research will tell you that anyone who's been even remotely successful in life didn't get there by wishing it. They got there by having the vision, then working night and day to get to that dream. They got there by never giving up, even when they knew it was getting tough or when it was getting really, really tough. I think humans are a species of pessimists. I doubt we would have survived on the plains back in our ancestors' day if we didn't have an inbuilt wariness of most things. As back then, most things were either prey or hunters of us. And the key was to know which was which, but probably better to err on the side of caution until you were sure. So I have a large slice of doubt for all the influencers and other TV, social media, podcasts and other sources that simply say life is amazing all the time. Sure, it's very easy to see life in that way on a single Instagram post, but that's a snapshot. What's really behind the cameras and what happened when the cameras were turned off? What have they done to get that amazing shot or to be seen in the best light? I personally don't think the Henry Ford quote is about being positive all the time. It's not about pushing for some unattainable ideal you won't get to. It's about setting yourself goals that work for you and that mean something for you. For me, for example, my goals are about being free to spend time with my daughter, friends and family without any pressures at all. And I'm not there today, but that's my goal. It's what drives me. Then it's about knowing that to get to that goal will be hard. There will be tough times along the way, but that those who want it and those who are prepared to work through those tough times, those who believe they will get there in the end, will. Those who don't, won't. Life isn't easy. Those of us who've been in recruitment any length of time will have fully experienced all that the world of recruitment can throw at us, good or bad. But the key is to keep working, to keep striving, to keep pushing for your goals, and to know that with hard work, effort, and a great deal of persistence, if you keep believing, you will get there. So on to topic two for this week. As some of you may have heard on this podcast before, I have a real pet peeve around poor customer service. I think this is something that America are amazing at, and they're amazing at stamping out bad customer service. You go to almost any location in America and the service is pretty much amazing. However, here in the UK and in many other areas I go to, the service is often left wanting. I've had another example this week. I've been a member of a group for a few years and during COVID, the group's focus wasn't able to be offered. It centers around golf and with the courses closed, golf just simply wasn't possible. The solution the group came up with wasn't really fit for purpose, but I believed in the business, so I stuck with them and continued to pay the monthly fees, which, to their credit, were reduced somewhat as we weren't able to play golf for the most part. So step forward to three to four months after the courses are back open, and we're finally able to get back to the business of the group. And what does that business do to reward its loyal customers who stuck with it through the hard times and kept paying even when they weren't able to use the service? It puts up the fees by 20% without any warning. Their response? Sorry, had to be done to protect their business. Their business. This is when I get angry. What about protecting your customers? What about showing them some value for the support they've shown you? In my view, it's an incredibly short-term view of the business. Sure, it brings in a few extra pounds in the here and now, but how many members will it lose in the long run? But they know that isn't actually the case. They basically tried to use a tried and tested marketing tactic, that of price creep, and using the customer's baseline position of inertia. It's akin to the techniques used by Sky, Virgin and many others who will drip up their fees over a number of years by small amounts 
So you start off with what feels like a small fee per month, and over the course of a few years, you end up paying a huge sum for the same things you started out paying a low figure for. These companies are using the power of inertia, in that we as humans tend to stay with an incumbent even when the rates keep going up. We simply don't shop around. It's an issue I've come across a great deal over the years in recruitment too. I've lost count of the number of conversations I've had with hiring managers and those in HR about how a PSL is delivering. Of course, you always get the, our PSL is delivering against all our needs, stock brush off. But if you ever delve below that and get into the real conversation, the responses I've heard over the years often show that the PSL companies are not doing their job. Sure, they started off keen and eager to get the business, but as they got more and more locked in, their service levels have dropped. They only work the easier roles, and any left-field roles tend to just be ignored. They avoid giving market feedback. I was talking to a client this week who are vastly underpaying for the roles that they're trying to recruit for and are struggling to fill the people. But their PSL and their premier agency haven't provided them feedback. They haven't told them that they're well out of line, and they're basically just taking the client for granted. In these conversations, I'm usually rubbing my hands together as I can see how I can deliver, how I can add value. But then I hit on the old inertia issue. Those same companies who are complaining about their PSL are often to the ones who are simply not willing to change, not willing to move, not willing to battle the status quo. No matter that by doing so, they'll get a better service. Now, I voted with my feet against that price rise. I'm not going to be taken advantage of. I've cancelled my membership with that group. Although I enjoy what they do, I'm not going to be taken for a 20% increase when I've been the loyal customer. And you need to start working with your clients to let them see that they can do the same. What do they have to lose? The facts are they're not getting a service they deserve from their PSLs. They're being taken for granted, as I was being with my group. The only way to try that is to leave and to try a new route. If nothing else, it will give their PSL companies a shake-up and show them they shouldn't be taking that client for granted. I hope you can try it, and I hope you get some success with it in this week. So once again, I hope these topics have been an interest for you. I'm very happy to say that we have another Million Pound Bill interview coming up this week. This is with Mike Pagan, who's a business coach, non-exec director, and the author of a new book on mental wealth. If you run your own business or are considering it, I highly recommend listening to the interview as Mike has some amazing tips for ensuring that you can look after your mental health at the same time as growing your business. I know from my own experience that running your own business can be a lonely job, and the tips Mike gives are brilliant, and I've put many of them into practice myself on the back of our discussion. Don't forget to look up our sponsors at Team Forward. As I said, their solutions are amazing for building a remote team, which keeps costs down and drives service up. Two things that any startup, indeed any company, should be embracing at the moment. Their website, as always, is in the description below. Finally, we have some big news on our Facebook and YouTube channels by the end of July, so keep tuned for that. Also, if you could do the like and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast, that would be great. But until next week, enjoy the journey.